This week on the BAMFCAST. One star, we're in. All right, and welcome to the BAMFCAST. Hey, BAMFCAST. Episode 66. Wow. Yeah. You see what we did there now? Whoa! <laughs> that totally blew my mind. Yeah. Just now. For the first time. So, I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm The Beach. And what we do each and every episode of the BAMFCAST is we slice our way through the history of bad movies. We pluck one out, and we watch it. Then we come in here, talk about said shitty movie for about 30 minutes. Then we rate said shitty movie one to five jocks for good bad movies after robot jocks, or one to five bags as in douchebags after Twilight. If it's bad, bad, stay away. So, this week, for in honor of episode 66, we decided to watch... Six String Samurai Yay. from 1998. So Vegas yeah. needs a new king. That's that is the tagline. Yes. So Hail let's get a, to the king, baby. Let's get a plot summary of this thing out of the way. <laughs> this thing you should do that. This movie thing. A mysterious and powerful hero of the classic kind, Buddy is as skilled with his guitar as he is with his samurai sword. Thrown together with a kid whom he saves in a spectacular battle, the two of them must now escape their enemies and reach Las Vegas, the rock and roll capital of the, this future world. That's, that's about it. We'll go from there. That works. I like to call it Lost Wages. Shut up. <laughs> I like to call you Shut Up. <laughs> a couple people out there will get that joke. Yeah, I know. So, um, yeah. yeah. So, hey, we watched a Western this time. <laughs> Kind of, sort of, maybe, oh, maybe sort of a little bit. Kinda. Samurai Western, <laughs> post-apocalyptic, sure. Samurai, rockabilly, Western, right? With a snap, with a snap. Man. So yeah, nineteen ninety-eight. Shall we talk about that before we talk about the movie? Because I think it really pertains. Yes. Um, was 1998 the year of the rockabilly samurai? No, 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 no. I just mean oh. in the, the post Pulp Fiction world that it changed and yeah, some was good and some was bad. Some tried too hard. Some fit right in its nice little niche. This, this unfortunately the trying way, way, way too hard. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm sorry to whomever made this. But I'm not really. Uh, I'm just going to say don't give people a reported $2 million budget to make a student film. <laughs> yeah, Just pretty don't. much. Where did they spend that $2 million? I don't know. Well, I mean, they were out in the desert in for most of it, but I mean, it's like they had to clear areas. Transportation costs? Yeah, I mean, they had to clear areas. It had a pretty hefty uh, crew behind it, it seemed like. I mean, there was a lot of names that repeated, but, you know, it, it was yeah. a fairly sizable crew. Um but yeah, I mean, this this movie just screams of, of student film editing and cuts and not really shooting enough footage kind of thing, like, mm-hmm. which is weird because that's the kind of thing you normally come across with lack of budget is like, shit, we don't have enough time. And oh, I, you know, I have, you know, normally you have a shooting script where you go, okay, I need to shoot this, 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 this. And, you know, in the rush of doing a student film or super low budget movie, they'll go, oh, shit, I forgot to shoot that shot. Okay, we'll just try to edit it together so it makes sense because it would cost us way too much to go back out there and get everybody back on set. But if this really had a two million dollar budget, I just I don't get it. Like it falls in all those same trappings and it just it just screams amateur. 
So yeah, and and really, it was the guy's first film. The only film credit on IMDb before that is a short, okay, which I believe was a student film. Sure. So, but, but yeah, I mean, you don't hand two million dollar budgets. I mean, who knows? Maybe that short was super full of promise. And this, this honestly has some things like yeah, little like touches that I've. I've never had such a huge disconnect between enjoying the fight scenes and pretty much hating everything else yeah. surrounding them as I have with this film. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's some, there's some nicely choreographed fights. There's some nicely shot things. Um, you can tell he watched a lot of Sergio Leone. Sure. Before oh, yeah. making this. Yeah. Cause it's all set in the American Southwest and you know, it's the whole journey to get to lost Vegas. Right. So you're always going through all these really beautiful environments. You know, you got the the deep red earth and then you got the super blue sky above it and all that sort of stuff. So I mean, there's some really nice shots and really I mean, there's so much stuff that looks really good in this. And then people start talking or you know, <laughs> right, or, or they screaming. just get into just weird weird settings. And it's, I don't know, it's like, they almost like they sabotage it sometimes. Yeah, it's through most of it, actually. I mean, I guess the, the biggest offenders are the fact that I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think the entire movie is ADR. I mean, I don't think yes. there's one yes. I'm on location because nothing sounds natural at all. And whoever, whoever did it sucked. Like whoever recorded it and mixed it. Right. It's terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the thing is the whole thing, it's. It's tough to watch and it was tough for us to talk over because everything comes over so loud. Like, yeah, and there's never any just silence. There's always some kind of music going on in the background and like background voices and yeah. people saying dumb shit in the background. Like, oh, we can mix 16 tracks. Let's go for it. Yeah. It's, it's like a, it's like a, it's noisy visually and it's noisy sound wise too. It's yeah. just, it's, man, it's, yeah, I don't know if it's I would tough I, film. I don't know and, if I would have been in a different frame of mind had I watched it in '98. I don't know if I would have been more forgiving because of I watched the, it in '98. Okay, no, and I kind of I had forgotten my what I felt about it. I remember enjoying the fight scenes, but I had honestly blocked out of my mind that there's a kid in this movie. Okay, like I had forgotten all about the fact that this kid is there throughout the entire movie, and you'll notice we have yet to talk about the plot. No, yeah. Because there isn't one. Not really. It's basically a series He of- wants to get to Las Vegas because apparently... Elvis okay. died. Yeah, well, here, let, let's set it up a little bit. 1957, bombs went off, alternate future, you know, alternate reality future from there. Elvis became literally the king of Las Vegas. Which apparently was the only American city left. Sure, or at least the only or thing remotely it- modern or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then some time has passed, they don't... They don't distinguish exactly how long but no they said 40 years okay 40 years so elvis is dead so it was supposedly set in the present day of 97 but sure this alternate futures okay present day okay so elvis is dead and i guess there's either no king or a stand-in king and this and it's basically like all these rockabilly samurai all the rock and rollers or people are just trying to get you have to be able to fight you have to be able to play guitar yeah if you want to be king they sure. had some uh, like a Mexican dude and a country western dude and yeah. you know some other dudes heading that way and so that's basically it. This the six string samurai buddy is trying to get to Las Vegas to I guess claim his throne. 
<laughs> yeah, I, I suppose, you know, and along the way he meets this annoying little kid that he saves. He basically, yeah, he saves him in the very first scene of the movie. Yeah. And then he just proceeds to follow him and follow him and eventually he gets, he grows a conscious and goes back to rescue him because he's, you know, the typical female or child in a movie like this where he's constantly in peril, mm-hmm. you know, and doing the dumbest shit possible, it, you know. It's well, we've seen this far too many times, this, especially, this is especially really, in dystopian type things. <laughs> yeah, this is really this is the golden rule. Anybody who's listening to this, if you're one day going to make a movie, don't put a kid in it. Yeah. Just don't. Well, especially I mean, put kids in your movies. You know, if okay? you can put kids unless in your you are really good yeah. and the kid is really good. If you know what you're doing, take. Don't take a chance on it, please. Yeah. If you know what you're doing, definitely not your first movie. Especially not your first movie that they hand you $2 million or whatever the fuck happened there. But, I mean, there. I mean, anyone who knows anything about making movies knows that there are two things that if you don't, if you're not, if you don't have all the patience of Job, you do not work with kids and animals. Animals, yeah. Yeah. I mean, those are the two things you don't do. I mean, that's why, you know, most people don't start off making a, a you know, talking animal or whatever kind of movie as their first yeah. movie. You just don't do it. Yeah, the worst part of that is I can see a really awesome movie here without that kid in it. Sure. It would definitely be a vast improvement. I would have enjoyed the hell out of it a lot more. But as it is, this kid just drags the entire thing down and really just annoys the hell out of you. Yeah. Even though he doesn't even start speaking until... At least half, three quarters of the way through the movie. Most of the way through the movie. Yeah. Which I, I don't know if we've determined is better or worse that... Yeah, because whenever he wants to communicate with Buddy, his response is, ah, <laughs> chick-a-pee, 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 Actually, no, it's just, no. ah. Yeah. To which eventually at one point he just screams back at the kid the same way. But I don't, I don't know. It's it's one of those things where it's just like, God, why do you keep doing Why do you keep sabotaging yourself every way possible? Yeah. But it's it's so weird. It's like I almost don't know what to talk about here yeah i mean i think we i mean we mostly I mean, covered it i mean the basics of what's wrong with this movie and and going b by b just doesn't matter because it's just a a series of weirdness after it's a weirdness. series of fight scenes with yeah. weird scenes in between and weird characters that aren't even remotely explained i mean they show up and there's this weird uh, atomic family that's apparently cannibals or something yeah. that's what's implied also crazy yeah and, yeah, and it, vastly crazy yeah I yeah, know. and it's and it's one of those like, hey, we we watched people. we watched Natural Born Killers, and thought that was pretty cool. So yeah, this is my version of it type thing. Sure, because that's what that whole scene had that oh, feeling yeah. of. It's yeah. like tight With, zooms on yeah, people's faces that are distorted and yeah. fish eye zooms and weird shit like that. Yeah, I yeah. mean it's uh, like I said, it's just it's a series of characters and characters that are never explained. They're just ultimately cannon fodder. Yeah, the kid for, is for really buddy. freaking annoying. I mean, just, yeah, it just sabotages everything in the movie. Gets himself into trouble. At one point, well, I don't know how much I want to skip around, but okay, at one point... It doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter, because it's, 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 this movie's It's such a, a random, mess. stupid movie. Um, at one point, they're going down the road. This, I mean, they, they go through vehicles like they're going out of style, and but they all go all super two of them? slow. Well, no, they had, a, they had a motorcycle, some kind of car, the a bicycle. You know, that's about it. Yeah. But I'm just saying, I mean, they lose They go them. through those three yeah, very fast. Very fast. But at this point, they're riding down now on a bicycle. They started with a car that 
must have been going about 10 miles per hour because there were literally guys running up running alongside next it, to the side of it, jumping onto it, you know, yeah. like, okay. As I said, it was the world's slowest car chase. Yeah. Uh, so and, I don't know if that was supposed to be comedic or if that was intentionally, you know, yeah, I, I, don't I think know there's a lot was. of stuff that's played for comedy and it doesn't work. There's only a couple times it works. Yeah. Like in the beginning, I think there was just one of those intentionally cheesy moments where he fights three guys who are like, they're all wearing bowling outfits and carrying bowling ball bags and right. they got, you know, bowling pins. They are the pinheads. No, yeah, pin the, pals. Pin yeah, pals. the pin pals. You know, and the guy says, nice, nice tuxedo. Yeah. To die in, you know, and it's just kind of What was the like, other one they said right before that? Uh, oh, well, everyone calls them four eyes throughout the movie, but so it's a lot of, hey, four eyes. There's a lot of hey. nice shoes, too. Yeah. Well, that was that was with the Red Elvises, who right. apparently provided the soundtrack and Some had to show it, sure. up. Which are basically communist rockabilly yeah. guys. If you want to see that, but done much better and with a much better actual band, uh, seek out the Leningrad Cowboys. If you want the same kind of joke, but done. Mm-hmm. And they actually have a whole movie, which I highly recommend. Leningrad really? Cowboys Go America is it, it's awesome. It's awesome, in a, awesome in a bad movie no, way. I, I think it's actually a really good low budget movie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's like a. Kind of like a spinal tap with these guys, like mm-hmm. kind of a faux documentary, but yeah, highly recommend. And they, they do awesome music. They actually made it kind of big one year. They, I think they were on MTV Awards one year. Like they did Sweet Joel Alabama. They sing with a horrible accent on purpose. But anyway. Anyway. Moving along. Yeah. But yeah. So but there's that. There's that cheesy line. Yeah. There's one that actually got a genuine laugh out of us later on is because he's trying to save the kid once again from mm-hmm. God knows what. And, and. Buddy's surrounded by all these dudes, and he's like, "If I were you, you'd I'd run." And Buddy's just like, "If you were me, you'd be better looking." Yeah. And the guy just goes, "Hey, that's not nice." <laughs> <laughs> and then he attacks him. Yeah, okay, that was good. Which, but that well, was so completely unexpected that it was awesome. But what I what I was ultimately getting to with their traveling via various uh, assorted vehicles is they're on a bike. Finally, they've now stepped down from car to motorcycle now to you know bike bike and. They apparently cross into Russian country, yeah, something Soviet territory. Sure, that's what the guy tells so, them. So, what looks like at least a hundred dudes come out of the the hills and surround him, and he begins this epic battle with all these Russian soldiers who don't have they have guns like with bayonets, but no bullets. They're all rubber. Yeah, yeah, and swords and, and things. Yeah, like and that. I mean, he and he kind of does the you know the Uma Thurman and Kill Bill. Right. One scene where, you know, obviously a few years before that, but where he just goes through with a samurai sword and is just killing everybody in sight. Right. Right. But, but that's the thing also about a lot of this is it's all bloodless. Yeah. I mean, it's him swinging a sword and so many scenes you see the sword isn't even hitting the guy. Right. But the kid, for whatever reason, he tells him to get away. I'm about to kill some dudes. And the kid just kind of wanders back and starts wandering through the middle of the battle going, hey, and yeah, for distracts no him reason, he distracts him enough to get stabbed. Yeah. It's like the kid just constantly sabotages things. And it's just by the end of the movie, you know, you can't build up any sympathy if that's what you're trying to convey for a character like that. Like mm-hmm. any kind of protective aspect when everyone watching the movie wants to stab the kid in the face, you know, so you, you if that was your intention, big fail there, but. 
I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, yeah. The only other thing I'd say that we truly enjoyed out of the movie is the little man. Oh, <laughs> the little man when he gets into some city for yeah, some reason. The Mexican. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's basically so this little little Mexican uh, little person, and but he works out. But yeah, he's like all g'd up and like you know looks like he's been to prison because he's got yeah. like prison abs going on and you know it's yeah <laughs> it's all like, it's prison bizarre abs. yeah I mean this is yeah it's just weird but he's like yeah yeah and he's like <laughs> oh, the yeah, big big <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's just it's pretty awesome little you know, minor character more ways than one but yeah yeah but th- that's the whole thing about this movie is it's all sorts of extreme style yeah. And, you know, that's just part of it where it's just like, by the time you get to that point, you're like, okay, yeah, it's a yeah. Mexican midget homie. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Makes sense it, to me. <laughs> yeah. Why not? I mean, like I said, I bought it. I was expecting it earlier in the movie, actually. <laughs> yeah. You're like, well, let's see the checklist here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah I, and, um, and what happened? Like, they don't even show what kind of happens to him. It's like, yeah, they, death who looks like Slash. Yeah. Like Guns and Roses. Like just kind of watches, walks through and. Baby. And then, like, they just show the midget hanging up later. Yeah, well, they never really explain the whole death thing. It's like there's this, apparently it actually is death. I don't know, Grim Reaper death kind of thing. Yeah. But he's trying to kill off everyone who's trying to be the next. Yeah. The next uh, king of Las Vegas or whatever. So I I hate to beat a proverbial dead horse, but I'm just kind of curious. Is this, like, I mean, you obviously saw this in 1998. Yeah. Um, you remembered it somewhere, had it in a DVD collection, mm-hmm. whatever, and said, hey, we're doing episode 66, Extreme yeah. Samurai kind of thing. Yeah. Why didn't you pick another six? No, no, no. I'm just, no, I'm, <laughs> I'm getting to this. You didn't hate it, obviously, but. In, it, I didn't hate it, but I knew it was bad. Oh, okay. But I'm just, I mean, I guess what I'm trying to, uh, the dead horse I'm about to beat is why would this movie that is beyond style over substance do you not hate hate but you don't but you actively hate boondock saints because this doesn't have throngs of people praising it as the next awesome best thing they've ever seen but that and that i need that's to see that's, it. So that's based solely on an opinion i yeah. mean that's that's a weird way to judge your like or dislike on something i guess i just don't do that i'm you know you're pulling yeah. a green capped on us on no, no but no but actually but this thing it got some praise. I mean, it, yeah. it got put out. It was big in South by Southwest hipster 98, 1998 fashion. Yeah. We're slam dancing. Ooh, we're too cool for Sundance, which was already independent. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're even more independent. Yeah. We're doubly independent. We're like super independent. We don't yeah. depend on anybody. We actually don't even ever. tell people when we're showing movies. <laughs> we yeah. just show up in a random city, have a festival. We already hate the movies we're showing. Yeah. Cause there you go. They're already too big. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but no, I application denied. I, Your movie exists. I mean, this this <laughs> <laughs> you already filmed it. Yeah, that means it sucks. What no. it's in concept already? <laughs> Pan. I was a fan of this film before you had I don't the know, idea. I don't know the, the difference between this and like Boondock Saint Boondock Saints is this isn't uh, this movie. Yes, is trying way, way, way too hard all the time. Okay, in the same way that I think Boondock Saints is, but uh, it pretty much succeeds i mean it it, but to me boondock saints there's always this veneer of like everyone involved in it is like we're doing the coolest thing ever this is fucking cool bro isn't it you know whereas (laughs) this doesn't have that feeling at all this has this feeling like 
it was all kind of thrown together and nobody really kind of knew what they were doing. Yeah. All right. And just, like I said, a little bit of a dead horse. I'm just, I mean, like I said, there is a very much. We're just trying to figure it out as all. Like I said, I it's, just, it's very much a boondock. See, to like me, all yeah, style yeah, or I, I understand where you're coming from, but to me, these those films are very, very different. These two. In that way, I just mean boondock saints succeeded. Yeah. I mean, its style worked like it was cohesive and narrative. And it worked for you. Yeah. And, and yeah, and I mean, yeah, it's shot co- well. <laughs> it is a cohesive movie, yes. Yeah. And especially when you compare it to something like this, where the editing in the beginning, I mean, it's very tough to follow. Yeah, I mean, you can't really compare it because I'm sure one of our producers was just like, "What the fuck just happened?" Okay. You know, during what during one of the early scenes yeah. when you know after the yeah. bowling ball fight, and then the red Elvises are dead, and then you're just like, "What the yeah?" Like, well, how did we get like, where we are? Yeah, there's like three different mini storylines going all together. Like some other rockers just showing up in a car and. Yeah, there's like yeah. gas and this and yeah, it just it's, you were the it's guy a mess. who looks like Clint Eastwood, right? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. It was it was kind of a mess there, but anyway, I mean, you can't, it's yeah. not fair to compare it because I'm sure Boondock Saints had at least at least ten times the budget, if not more. Yeah, I would think so, but I don't think this guy could make a competent movie with uh, ten times the budget. Probably not. I mean, yeah. not with more practice. I mean, this this just feels like some guy talked to some other guys that I have this idea movie guy the sword let's make this you ever been to two million dollars no. yeah. well i mean jeffrey well, I falcon off. you can tell he like knows what he's doing yeah, stunt wise sure for the most part yeah and they were like okay we need to showcase this guy somehow sure, sure. yeah but it doesn't work no. i mean it's just one of those things where it's like there's flashes of what could have been but it's like not with these people making it yeah i, I think like everyone behind the camera gone kill the kid gone and you might have a movie there I just mean, like, in the hands of, like, almost anybody else. Like, I mean, I've seen so many other competent directors that have made, like, one thing and disappeared. Mm-hmm. You know what? I think the kid, even with the kid in the movie, it could still be a reasonably good movie. Sure. If, just, they, didn't, if they didn't do all the rookie shit with the kid, which is let him, or for some reason, make him be loud and put him in all the retarded situations, yeah. then it could, it could still be a decent movie. Sure. Yeah. But as it is, as it, as is. it is, as it is, let's rate it because we have a lot of shit to talk about in a second. Yeah. Now, we're gonna make this half really short because we, I mean, we honestly don't have much to say, yeah. one way or another on this one. It's just so it's just exists. It's rating time. Yeah, let's just do that because we have we have plenty for the second half. Yeah, right. I'm I'm going two jocks, and that still feels way way high. But I really do enjoy the fight scenes in this. Okay, and you know there were a couple genuine laughs out of it, but. Yeah. Otherwise, I mean, there's not much more we can say about it. It's you know what you're getting into. Yeah. You're, you're going to have very stylistic and, and maybe, maybe other people will buy into the style that it's selling, sure. but I'm not one of them. Yeah. I, I mean, I, 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 but I didn't hate it. No, I no. didn't. I mean, I, I'm, this is going to be a rating solely on our Bamcast standards and that's, I'm going to be generous and give it a jock or a jocks mm-hmm. singular. Um, because if I were rating this any other way, this would fail on almost all accounts. Like knowing the little bit I do about how movies are made and everything else that this is a steaming failure of movie making. Mm -hmm. Um, As we judge them though, it's stupid enough and has enough little weird touches and laughs that I can, I'm not going to put it in the negative category, but that's about all I have to say. BJ. Hmm. One jock. <laughs> we never, really, we never really have determined if it's singular jocks. 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 Yeah, okay. Yeah. 
jocks. One robot. The poster says J-O-X. One jocks. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it gets it to jocks for the fight scenes and the sheer WTF of the movie. Um, everything else that should be good actually takes it down a peg. Yeah. And there are about four things that take it down a peg. Like I said, it, it almost it almost pains me to give this any kind of a positive rating because, like I said, it, it is it's a miserable failure of movie making. <laughs> but mm-hmm. you know, it's got a, it, its style and attempts weren't mm-hmm. enough that it kind of. It, it, I mean, if if it were made slightly differently and not drugged down with the the kid side plot, this could be like you know, a 13 year old version of us like dream movie kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love post-apocalyptic movies. Um, I love, I love some samurai. I love guitar samurai movies. Yeah. <laughs> I like martial arts shit. You know I mean? Yeah. I love rockabilly samurai movies. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah. We also have uh ratings from producers. Right. I love heavy metal samurai movies. <laughs> and it appears we have both. I'm seeing two jocks from our producer, silent gen. Is that a, is that, is that a one jocks? That, that is, is a, a single jocks. jocks from the Asian correspondent. So, okay, yeah, this movie did not. So it's all not positive, bring us out of our seats. So it's all positive, but just barely, just barely, just yeah. Okay, some people might glean some fun out of this, but yeah, part of me is very curious. Um, yeah, I don't know what the uh, the genesis for this movie was. I don't, you know, obviously if it was at film festivals in ninety eight ish, somewhere around there, and maybe ninety nine. Yeah, how long before the public really saw it? I mean, I remember hearing weird little rumblings about this movie, but I think it, it really got a big push from, um, what's his name? Chris Gore at film threat. Okay. And also oh, G fours, Chris Gore. Yeah, whatever. And, and ain't it cool news really pushed it hard, which I think was part of why I ended up picking it up way okay. back when, but I, I, I'm just wondering what the time period is because it, it, I mean, there, there is a literally a scene that just directly, I mean, l- playing miserable, you know, playing yeah. the the most famous of Pulp Fiction music while this guy's fighting. The part of me just wonders, it's like, did Kill Bill happen because Tarantino kind of saw this and somewhere in the back of his mind was like, fuck you, kid. Let me show you how this is done. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, Never know. it really feels like that. I mean, it's just like, it almost feels like he lifted, like you said, he lifted that, the slash fight, you know, of all the communist guys and directly stole that for Kill Bill and just said like, let me show you how this is filmed and how you do this for real. Yeah. You know, fucking amateur, but. Yeah, I just like I said, I just kind of wonder about that. This just it—it it seems like one of those movies that everyone involved in it got lucky that they were doing it at the time they were. Sure, when everyone was like, "Indie yeah. films are the next big thing. We're gonna, you know, we're gonna find our next Tarantino, and he's right. gonna do this. We're gonna get yeah. our next Rodriguez. You know, yeah, all that sure. sort of stuff. You gotta have talent first. Yep. Yeah, if you notice, but like, hey, I'm, that guy went on to make the Crow, Wicked Prayer, woo. with Edward Furlong, right. In 2005. Oh, right. And Tara Reed. <laughs> and Tara Reed. So, yeah. That's mark quality right there. Yeah. For every uh, for every Kevin Smith, Robert Rodriguez, you know, Wes Anderson, there's a... a Lance Mungia. <laughs> Lance, Mon- Lance Mungia. <laughs> Sorry, Lance. Yeah. All right. Yeah, let's move on. Yeah, let's get on to the second we half. We have a packed second half we got to get to. So, jam-packed. We'll be back.
right, welcome back. Hey, Bamcast. Second half of the Bamcast. Good yes. break. Yeah. Good break. Really good break. We uh, extra good break. We took a break to uh, to go watch a couple more movies. Yeah. In we the took our longest full break disclosure. in, in uh, <laughs> yeah, Bamcast history. About four days. A four day break. Yeah. Yep. Okay. But we're back. Yeah. So yeah, we had. We kind of did this once, right? We realized, and that, we realized that we weren't going to come to a consensus because a lot of us hadn't seen a lot of the stuff that we wanted yep. to see. Yeah, we kind of so, half-assed it. Yeah, and we now, weren't really prepared. We didn't really talk it over at all. We just kind of jumped in head. This first. year deserved better. Yeah, so yep. that's what you're getting. So now you're getting a whole-ass version, right? Definitely. But, but first, first, we have a couple of. Uh, we actually got three voicemails, but we're saving woo-hoo. one for uh, next episode because it's topic related. And uh, we, we already got a topic. We, we have a topic. We're talking the best of 2010. So the movies of the year. Oh, sh- the da- Modis. I, I watched 2009 movies. Oh, shit. Well, Damn. maybe you can have your 2009. <laughs> 2009 of 2010. Movie of 2010. Yeah. All right. Well, here's a couple of quick voicemails. Let's get those going. Yay. Garfield phone. Hey, guys. This is Ed. I just wanted to let you guys know that uh, I've caught up for the most part to the BMF cast. And I just wanted to thank you guys for having me laugh for most of this year. It's been fun, and I look forward to 2011. Catch you guys later. Bye. Thanks, Ed. That's a quick one. We I like appreciate it. you calling from your car. Yeah. Ding, 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 ding. And your door look, was ajar. It is. We look forward to uh, 2011 as well. And thanks for yeah. listening and catching up and all that crap. Yep, and don't leave your lights on. Yep. No, that would be bad. Buckle your seatbelt. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, look, signal, maneuver. Right. Stop, look, and listen. Mm-hmm. Left lanes for... Tr- Passing right lane is for <laughs> Slower traveling. traffic, keep right. Yes. Yeah. All Mind right. the gap. Best <laughs> trains. Yeah. And specifically London. Yeah. Are you sure? London. You talk like you're from London. That, what? All right. <laughs> Moving on. That's, that's one. <laughs> I think that was a little Forrest that, Gump. Yeah, that was like the London, the British Forrest Gump right there. Apparently you guys, neither of you have seen that movie. But let's move on. Forrest Gump? No. I saw Forrest Forgetting Gump. Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Oh, Oh, no. I forgot that. Okay. Movie. Haven't seen it. Moving on. This is, uh, this is, uh, Ryan. Is this Ryan? Ryan. Ryan? Hey, Ryan. Hey, BMF cast. It's hey. Ryan from Dallas calling again. Uh, a couple weeks ago, I managed to find a copy of Action USA, uh, kind of in a city near here, and I had it delivered, and it arrived in several pieces to my doorstep. So a friend of mine, a friend of mine, uh, patched it up with some tape, and we acquired a VCR player and popped it in. And while the VCR player doesn't rewind it uh, in any way except in real time, if you hold the button down, uh, it was a really, really good movie. Uh, that was an A-plus pick, I approve. <laughs> so just wanted to say uh, hope you had a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Uh, keep doing what you're doing. Bye. I, I got to say that Ryan gets an award. Yeah, that is like th- that's kind of like almost my favorite. Not not to knock other voicemails, but I think that's my favorite one of the year just because of the the tale of heroism yeah. involved to watch Action Action USA. Well, I just I just imagine him Ryan opening up the package and then just like pieces of plastic <laughs> falling out. Yes. And him just like, like VHS flights. Yeah, and him just like falling to his knees and giving a no, no as the camera zooms up into the sky. Absolutely. And then an explosion. Mm-hmm. The whole like him and the tape and everything, <laughs> not not you know to say you blow up. It's just it would be befitting for that moment. Yeah, but I, I appreciate the extra effort to watch Action USA. Yes, and congratulations. Thank God you loved it because I can't even imagine if you did went through all that <laughs> and then you're like, God, this is fucking terrible. 
I, so, I also, but then again, uh, if you say that about Action USA, you're a bad person. Right. You hate America because it's in the title. Yes. But yeah, I, I specifically like the point that it had to be rewound while playing. So it kind of makes you wonder if they sat there and watched it in reverse and then forward or just kind of walked away. You know, mm-hmm. who, who knows? But yeah, good. Good that you found it. I hope it has an action sticker on the front. That'd be awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Much like ours. Where is our copy? Where uh, I, that would be great if it room. said like foreign film. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Under Action USA. Yeah. Foreign a drama. gritty foreign film brought to you by. No, but guys, we uh, we appreciate you calling in. and uh, Yeah, we always like really honestly get excited when, when Harlow tells us that we have voicemail on the Garfield oh, phone. Yeah, so. I do. So it brings, uh, it brings some joy into our, into our cold, dark world of awesome movies. Yeah. We got one more, right? The other one's topic related. We're going to say. No, what was the other one? Max. The guy. Was that one too? The local guy. Oh shit. That's right. Fuck. Okay. All right. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. I was, I lied. One more voicemail. Hooray. We actually got four. Crazy. Uh, but we got four and just one of them is topic related. So here's another one. This is Max. Hey. Hey. Um, this is Max. Not, not that, not that Max, but different Max. And let me tell you, I watched this movie called Time Runner on Netflix. Let me tell you, that's uh, that's worth looking at. It's got Mark Hamill in it, in between his uh, Star Wars days and his voice of the voice of the Joker days. And uh, <laughs> wow, it's uh, it's pretty interesting. It's got Ray Don Chong in it, that, that guy from Blade Runner, the the replicate that goes crazy at the beginning of the movie. Um, and. Uh, yeah, and Mark Hamill's looking pretty Zach Rousdower-y in that thing. It's worth checking out. I don't know. It it seems pretty bagged this territory to me, but it could go into one or two jocks. I don't know. It, it depends. Uh, yeah, yeah. Great podcast, by the way. Anyway, boom. Boom, indeed. Nice. Nice way to end your uh, end your voicemail there. We appreciate yeah, that. We, we uh, looked that up, and uh, that definitely, I think that looks like it's... Something we need to see. Maybe... Yeah, this is very much Mark Hamill in, in uh, Wing Commander looking. Mm. In the Giver days. Yeah. So, and really anything with Mark Hamill. Well, sure. Pretty much. We're down. Yeah. and uh, Except for those Star Wars movies, man. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck so. those things. Terrible. I uh, I do like that it seems like our fan base is, is uh, fully embracing the rating system. I yeah. can appreciate that. That's a good... It's a good Christmas present for us here. Mm-hmm. That, that is... um. Time Runner? No. Time Runner. Yeah, Time, Time Runner. Runner. Yep. There is another one. Uh, I think it's like Time Riders that's on Netflix. Time Riders. And you have to go seek out the cover. It's it's so VHS awesome-tastic is the best way to describe it. Because you can just imagine, like, remember the old, um, I think it, they were Columbia ones that were usually black boxes with the red border around the mm-hmm. side. Columbia RCA ones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, it's definitely of that era. And uh, it's... It's like a dude on a motorcycle, um, and it's like, it's hard to explain. I don't know. It just looks like old school transport back in time, laser beam. Uh, time riders. <laughs> time rider. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And then, yeah. <laughs> like a oh, great like nice. graph paper, and then you can kind of see what's going on inside of his body. It's, it's, kind, of, it's kind of bizarre and awesome. That's amazing. It's like the laziest cover yeah. ever. But I see that's the thing. It's like I love old covers like that. But yeah. Anyway. Anyway, could be a could be a good double feature type of thing. Dudes on motorcycles doing science fiction things in low budget. 
And it's got Fred Ward, so that's always fun. Fred Willard. Hell yeah. What? Ward. Fred Ward. Oh. Remo Williams. So, anyway. Indeed. Anyway. Enough about old movies. Let's get on to not as old movies from this Newer, year. Newer, older movies. Right. As in 2010. Okay. The year we made contact with movies. Now, what we're going to attempt to do here is we're going to try to come to a consensus and award a, a Golden Jocks winner for 2010. It may not necessarily be anyone's top movie, because I don't know if we're all going to come to a consensus on that, but... We're not. And we also all haven't seen all, all the movies on people's lists, so... Yeah, but it, it may not the be, majority of them in the top it, five, it, it, I think, yeah. all of us have seen. At least two of us have seen right, right, all of right. them in just about everybody's top five. Yeah, but uh, so it may not be as uni- uh, unanimously deci- deciding as Moon was last year, mm-hmm. where we all kind of came out of that and went, holy shit, winner. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's, that's our, uh, disclaimer here that we're not necessarily saying this is the best. It's just the best that the we can consensus. all, yeah, yes. we can all come to. So I think first let's, uh, let's go around the table and, uh, just throw out some honorable mentions. Ones that almost made your top five, but didn't quite, maybe would have been in a top 10, but we're not doing that. Yeah. Cause that would take way too long. Okay. So, uh, who wants to go first? Oh, uh, I'll go first. All right. Since I never go first. Okay, okay go for it, dude. A team, the team of A's. That was also on my my uh, honorable is, mentions. It is starred for me as well. Yes. What? Um. I mean, lots of fun. You get everything you you expect and kind of everything you wanted out of this out of this movie. Yeah, a lot better than I expected it to be. The tank scene seals it as you know one of one of our favorites. I think. Yeah, and that scene, like the degree of difficulty as far as pulling that off. And making someone like me enjoy it, very tough. Because yeah. I, I remember seeing that in the preview and being like, "This is kind of awesome, but kind of, kind of looks terrible." <laughs> yeah, and I, yet they completely sold it. Totally as, as, it's as it's happening in the movie, you're just like totally into it, and oh yeah, it just works. I'm surprised how how well it works, but you know, it's an A team movie, and if you've ever seen the TV show. You shouldn't expect that this is an Oscar caliber movie. No, mm, and not you know. overly based in reality. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You know, but there's it's some pretty far fetched stuff, but now, it's it's a great yeah. ride. I think that they've already greenlit the sequel. Do you guys want to see them uh like what would you like to see out of the sequel? Like me personally, I would like to see them return more to the form. It seems like this whole movie was kind of a prequel to what it was, was going a setup. on. Yeah. It was a so, origin I mean, story. But it are Am I in like the weird minority that uh, wants to see what the TV show was, which was going and solving smaller problems, not world ending government crisis type of things? Like, I mean, is that going to be like a weird? I don't think they can go back. Yeah, Yeah, they've gone too big with the first one. And I don't think they can go back. I just think like, you know, maybe you can make a movie where somehow you have three little things they solve and they all maybe... Maybe there's a larger conspiracy involved, but I think I would I would like to see them I, helping I the small town people doing yeah. things like they I used to. I think that has to be in there. Applying that was right. all that was a whole premise of, of A Team was applying their super high tech, you know, cool military experience to solving real world, you know, small town problems. Dumping mon pa yeah. stores, catch that rabbit that's right. been eating all their celery. <laughs> well, maybe not that bad, but you know. Yeah, I mean I could there's see that being a bit of it, but I don't see that yeah. being the main plot line okay. at all. But yeah, I see they, it more of them being on the run. Sure. Okay. Yeah. And shit blowing up big time. Yep. But anyway, uh, yeah. all right. We've talked plenty of 18 before, so let's move on. We have. And we'll talk plenty um, again. I will pick another one. I think it's all on our uh, 
honorable mentions list, and that's the recent Tron Legacy. Yes, that actually online. that actually makes my list list. So um, spoilers. I would like to. <laughs> s- oh, that that's making your top five list. It okay. does actually. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I just I put it down because it's it's probably my second favorite movie theater going experience of the year. Uh, it's definitely the most uh, you know all around uh, sensory overload coolness factor of a, of a theater going experience but yeah and among the better uses of 3d yeah so probably the best didn't quite make my yeah. top five but uh still had a whole lot of fun with it yeah i everything you said yeah. <laughs> great soundtrack great visuals yeah. just you know the did, movie itself is still a little weak so yeah, yeah. everything else about it is fun still better than the original tron well sure yeah yeah, yeah. i it it actually makes my list despite that because of the experience. Okay. So, well, we'll save that for them yeah. then, then I guess. Um, yeah, I had, um, on my uh, list, how to train your dragon. That is on mine as well. That is, that is just a fun, charming, really, way, really well-made movie and well voice acted. And one that kind of earns its conclusion and what happens in the end. And it's also, I really enjoy that there are consequences to everything that happens at the end of that movie. And that it's not just, okay, everyone lived happily ever after. It's all good. You know, there's actually like stuff that happens that it's like, okay, yeah, they've, they've paid a price for everything that they've earned in this movie. Right. And I I just, it's just a really good movie. I concur with all that. And the only thing I would add is, uh, I just think whoever specifically did the action sequences. And I think you may have said this when you reviewed it originally, just the, the motion and, and the, uh, the camera layout, even though it's not really a camera, it's just absolutely spectacular in the, in the action sequences in that movie. Um, when they're in flight in motion, it's just so good. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's all really well done. And I, you know, this makes my, this at least makes my honorable mention list. Toy Story three does not. So, take that as how you will when I as far as my thoughts about Oscar animation category. why do you hate Toy Story 3 so much I don't have kids apparently well yeah I, have- I didn't hate Toy Story 3 I just think this was a better movie this is more timeless this is a classic good fairy tale movie mm-hmm. so but yeah I have heard that your reaction to Toy Story 3 does depend a lot on whether or not you're a parent yeah for what it's worth okay and none of us are parents so there you go that, not that we know. So we of. hate Toy Story three. <laughs> it's terrible. Not that we know of. Are we parents? Yeah. So, oh, sh- no, I, oh, oh, you just freaked was me that out, one man. time in Cancun? Yeah. I don't know. I might legally own that child. <laughs> Weird. Right. If it's they, a long. It's a long. If story. they throw it to you, it becomes yours. It's it's Mexican mm-hmm. law. <laughs> right. So, uh, anybody else have any others on their honorable mention? Um, I just want to throw in there. I do. Do you? I guess there's a. Uh, What's that movie with the guy with the with the drinking problem? Iron Man Two. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that one. He also wears a suit of iron. Ferris Gentleman the Second. Yes, but no, that's I was going to say Iron Man Two is on my list. Also, I like it. It's I don't like it quite as much as the first one. I was yeah. I was There's a few missteps that. here and there, but it's still. But Scarlett Johansson and his skin yeah, type cat and it's still a damn good action movie. Though. Oh yeah, yep. It's just I. It's just not as strong as the first one. I, I, mm-hmm. yes, good, but they just it didn't get a it didn't get a mark for me. I still liked it, but yeah, we enjoyed it. But it's it's honorable mention. Um, the only things I have to add, uh, 
this may just be in your top five, so I will be very brief. As I I checked Unstoppable because I had a whole lot of fun with that movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's in my. That's actually in my top. Okay. Five, so. so that was just on my list. Um, machete, same reasons. Machete needs a mention. Uh, just holy shit. Yeah, I never fun. got to see it. A lot of fun in the theater. That should be out on DVD soon. Yes, I think actually in a week, and it's already been ordered by me. Plus, because they're also simultaneous. <laughs> awesome, it will already be borrowed by me. <laughs> the, the same day is um, they're doing a, a double Blu-ray of uh, El Mariachi and Desperado. Well, oh, nice. So that's also on its way to me. Nice. So they, they're doing those, but not uh, Once Upon a Time. No, so it was already out on Blu-ray by itself. Oh, so, okay. Um, Makes sense. Uh, only other things... Um, from the first time we did this to, to our revisionist history that we've done now, um, this got bumped out. So it definitely needs to mention is kick ass. I think is a fantastic comic book movie. Unfortunately, when calling everything, uh, it just didn't make the cut. It just didn't make the top five cut. It, it had to get bumped. Yeah. I liked it, but I wasn't as high on it yeah. as you were. And I've kind of, so much of it has slipped out of my memory. Yeah. That's as the year has gone. That on. would easily be my number six without a doubt. Like, cause it just had to get bumped out of the top five. Mm-hmm. Um, the only other quick things is, is these can't be, I mean, they're not, unless they just absolutely blow you away, which these didn't. Um, I just want to mention documentaries cause they're not usually going to make my top five, even though they can be really good, but they deserve a nod. Um, best worst movie. Really good. Especially for what we do. It's definitely worth a watch. Uh, I, uh, my favorite documentary of the year is Freakonomics. I, I really enjoyed that. And not really a documentary, but poised as such is Exit Through the Gift Shop. Um, definitely probably not, a, probably not a documentary at all, but yeah, a movie that is shown like a documentary. But yeah, all three of those, quite good. Worth worth seeking out. So, yeah. Just, the the only one I saw is uh, Art and Copy, but I believe that came out last year. So. Ah. So yeah, just just things to mention. They're not they're not top five material. They're hardly honorable mention material because mm-hmm. I don't. I almost cla- I almost classify documentaries as like something almost completely different. It's it's kind of weird. It's like you know. Yeah, what's interesting now I think about it. If you had a if I mean if you had a book club, you wouldn't like suddenly start talking nonfiction with your fiction. You know you you have your poison. I generally yeah. prefer my fiction. Yeah, and and I realized something. Um, I think racing dreams. My favorite documentary I saw in early 2009 right. was finally released in 2010 ah. <laughs> outside of the festival circuit. Okay. So that just needs a mention because that movie is really, really good. Yeah. I've had that in my saved queue on Netflix for yeah. whenever it finally gets a proper release. Yeah. It's but. it's very good. Okay. All right. It's so real. I don't think I have anything else. Anybody? Other nope. honorable mentions? No, I don't think so. Oh, um, the, I, I did make a quick list of three movies that I call my regret movies. Movies I regret that I haven't seen that mm-hmm. may affect this list in any way, shape or form. Uh, just quickly, Micmax, the Jean Pierre Junet. Yeah, movie. I think it was out here in our town for a week. <laughs> yeah, maybe, and that was it. Um, 127 hours because I love Danny Boyle. Mm-hmm. Um, just haven't had a chance to see it, and I don't know if it ever came here or not. I don't think it did. And finally, I just this is just me being lazy. I haven't had time, but I've heard really good things about it, and I really enjoyed the trailer. Was I Am Love with Tilda Swinton? Mm-hmm. It's uh getting a lot of praise. With Miss- Mr. Tilda Mr. Swinton. Mr. Tilda Swinton. Um, yeah. Sir Tilda Swinton. Yeah. But yeah, those are just my three. Like, I kind of regret not having seen them. And I probably will before Oscar time comes mm-hmm. around. So that is all. True. Now. Let's do the actual top fives. All right. BJ, you started us off before. Why don't you do it again? Um, I guess I can do that. 
Number five on this list, uh, Tron Legacy. It made my list, but just um, just barely. Yeah, kind of just barely. Um, it. I have a feeling it might. If I do another revisionist history of my list, <laughs> it might get knocked out because I'm going to see Black Swan sometime soon. Okay. Um, I I just have a feeling I don't I don't know that Black mm-hmm. Swan's that good, but. There's probably um, one other one you'll need to see, but we'll get to that later. Oh, the, yeah. We'll get to it later. Yeah, there are actually a couple that, that might yeah. knock it out. But um, anyhow, it makes my it makes my list for the experience, for the quality of 3D effect, um, for what they did with a, with essentially like a, kind of a, I don't know. I don't want to say it's a, it was a crap movie, but it is, but almost a throwaway movie from the 80s that somehow caught on. Um, with a cult following, what they mm-hmm. did to follow that up. And Jeff Bridges was really spectacular. Um, even though he was a little bit duty. Duty, God, I can't believe I said that. He, he was, was still little, awesome, though. He was a little dude-esque. Um, he was still awesome. And, um, yeah, it's just a beautiful movie uh, visually. And so I, yeah, it God, makes my list. I there were so few movies that looked as good as Tron Legacy did. Yeah. You know, and it's one of those things where, like, the style is so prominent with that movie that oh yeah it's i mean it just makes everything look good even mundane boring stuff yeah it is it is definitely a style over substance movie but it is one of the better style over substance Mm -hmm. movies that i've seen so yeah and jeff bridges is definitely awesome in that yeah i mean i just think about like the scene when he first sees his son after you know however long it's been 20 something years yeah just like everything that's going on in his face during that scene like just the reactions that he's having are like, that's yeah. how, you know, you've got somebody who's just fucking awesome at acting, <laughs> yeah. you know, cause he and, doesn't even have to say anything. And then just the way he says everything after that is even better. Yeah. Jeff Bridges continues to impress like more and more every time, every time yeah. I see him. So that's my number five. Okay. Sweet. Y'all. Oh, is it me next? You next. Okay. Uh, my number five is the expendables. Yay. The expendables. Yay. Um, it's my wild card. It's my probably doesn't belong in the best films of 2010 kind of list, but shut your mouth. But it's, it's the most fun I've had in the theater since seeing snakes on a plane at a midnight showing mm-hmm. the first day. Uh, it's just cheer worthy, cheer inducing, uh, holy shit after holy mm-hmm. shit moment. It's just, it's too much fun not to include in a top five. Yeah. Expendables really was everything that predators should have been for us. Yes. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. And I couldn't have built that movie up more in my head and it just delivered in spades. Yep. So. Gotta agree. That's my number Rosinko. All right. My number five is uh, The American starring my boy George Clooney. America. (laughs) (laughs) Not the most patriotic movie, actually, but. uh, Hmm. As long as it's a movie about America, it's okay with me. But this is like, God damn, this is such a European slow paced artsy movie but i love it it's just it's it's what a realistic spy movie would be i mean it's the majority the majority of it is him basically building a gun for somebody sweet but he's like an ex-spy who you know he's still a gunsmith yes okay is he retired extremely dangerous no yes okay is he two weeks from retirement (laughs) (laughs) kind of he is actually but uh but no it's they pulled me back in it's one of those movies where all the action was shown in the trailer and all the action is really like in the very beginning and then maybe one scene in the middle and then the last 20 minutes. And 
it works because it builds up all that tension throughout the movie and it gives you time to learn, you know, to know, to get to know him, even though you kind of really don't know anything about him, but you still care about him and all the people that he encounters and how it all plays out in the end is, you know, it's, it's kind of how a real, a real life spy movie would be where it's all brief flashes of violence with lots of lot, lots and lots of boring stuff in between. Not necessarily boring. I wouldn't say it's boring. Lots of I mean, it's a very slow paced movie and a lot of people are not going to like it for that, but it's just, it's a really, really gorgeous looking movie and the pace is really good. And just, I, I don't know what else to say. I just, I really liked it. And I think luckily it's out on video now. So I think a lot more people are going to discover it. And it had a freaking awesome movie poster. It was like hmm. a very retro 60s style spy movie poster. Cool. But yeah, definitely, definitely a movie I enjoyed. I'll have and to look number at that. five. I have to look at that poster. Excellent. Oh yeah, that is cool. I like that. It's kind of like those, um, I wouldn't say it's like the Ali Moss posters that have been, that have been popping up recently, but it's kind of more in that style than yeah, current it movie uses, posters. It uses print to. screening really well. Cause I think, I think there's like the dot screen on his face and yeah. And on the face in the background and just a very, very sharp looking poster. Yeah. That's good looking. Very nice. All right, BJ, what do you I got at number four? Number four. One of the favorite movie-going experiences of the year for the Bamfcast crew, The Expendables. And we've talked it to death. So You know what? You know why it's on my list. I'm just going to go now because number four on my list is Expendables also. Yes. Consensus number four. Yeah. I, I just... <laughs> all I can say is it taps into that center of your brain that just wants to see awesome shit happen on a movie screen. And it satisfies all of that. And, and you get it right from the beginning when yeah. Dolph shoots that dude with the gun and like the top half of him just turns to jello. Yep. You know, it's like one of those where it's like, okay, they're not pulling any punches here and it works so well. And yeah. I don't think I enjoyed any scene more than I did the one on the dock <laughs> when they're escaping in the plane. That was, that was pure satisfaction. I wanted to jump out of my seat and cheer at the end of that scene. It was amazing. And yeah. And any movie that gets me to do that and then, and uses Terry Crews the way it did. So effectively. Yeah. Just, so little of him and yet God, when he's firing that fucking gun at the end <laughs> and dudes are just like literally exploding when the bullets hit them yeah. and just, it's just, it's one of those, Christmas. it just, it taps into that primal part of our brain and it does. I love it. And it does all of it well. And it delivers on all of the expectations that we had, you mm-hmm. know, we knew it was going to be fucking balls to the wall, crazy action. Mm-hmm. And it, uh, it really knocks it out of the park for that kind of movie. Yes. Yeah. They, yeah, I can't add anything else to that. Yeah. We love that movie. That's okay. Great. In the polar opposite of that movie, my number four is Black Swan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just um I just talked it, so all the reasons I said last episode. I yeah. I really enjoyed and, it. And and you are you still thinking that Natalie Portman's gonna get the Oscar for it? Yes. Unless mm-hmm. um well Unless Sir Tilda Swinton is really good in I Am Love. Or? Well, that, no. I mean, my only other thing that I've seen that gives it a run for the money is coming up with my next pick. Okay. <laughs> All right. Oh, I, I know. Right, well, we, we, can, we can get to that then. We discussed this later. Yeah. Or earlier. But yeah, I still need to see that. BJ, you tried to see it this morning. Yeah. I, I that had, didn't work out. Yeah. I had some responsibilities I had to attend to this yeah. morning and I couldn't. We were really I cramming was, this week. We got to admit, we crammed for the movie exam this yeah. week. Oh, uh, yes. I, 29 or, uh, yeah. 28 movies 
that were released in theaters in 2010. That you saw? That I, I when I called my list. I think I f- my final tally as of this morning was like 20 or 21. Yeah. Man, I'm the slacker. I'm only at 17. Yeah. Go figure. I, I hit some mo- That's I've probably seen more year of release movies this year than at any point mm-hmm. in my entire history of being, and I'm going to beat it next year. Well, I'll just add a quick note since we're talking about the total numbers. Of all those, the only one that I really genuinely didn't like was Alice in Wonderland. So I figure that's a pretty good year. If there's yeah, only really yeah. one movie I saw that I'm just like, fuck that. I saw that one and I actually didn't dislike it, but yeah, I can talk about that when it's Another more important. Yep. Okay. Um, is that everybody's number four? Number three? Number three ended up being Unstoppable. Unstoppable. The train movie. It's a missile the size of the Chrysler building. <laughs> you love this I, movie. I do. I remember, is, you, like, I remember, I think you texted me right after you walked out of the theater and you're like, you missed out, you dumb yeah. son of a bitch. <laughs> I was like, well, I saw the American. Whoops. <laughs> no. You wasted your life, son. This would have been, this would have been your number three. This would have beaten out the American. So you really enjoyed <laughs> Unstoppable. I really did. Um, you know, it's kind of all the things I like in that dramatic action genre and it has action, drum action, <laughs> Akshama, um, with some tension added. Yes, it was, it was, I mean, and it was, it's Dread kind of action. Yes. It's Matic. kind of, yes, it's kind of dumb, I guess a little bit, but it's really well done, I think. And it has one of the best, the best kind of bit parts. I, I think Harlow and I, Harlow might agree. One of the best bit parts, in a movie ever, which oh, is Ned the character is awesome. Ned. Yeah. Um, so is Ned going to get Best Supporting Actor at the Oscars this year? Or <laughs> you are going to storm the Academy? I will. I will bring down the Academy with my with my hand. Awesome. With my fist. Um, but yeah, Ned, who exemplifies true American spirit and determination. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Ned is awesome. Yeah, Ned I, it really is. I really am looking forward to seeing this when it's on but, video. Yeah. And you know, Denzel and Chris Pine do a do a pretty good job of, you know, doing their jobs. And uh it's got one of the Bamcast favorites. Job. Bamcast alum. Oh, the Bamcast the Bamf- owned Ethan Supply. Ethan Supply, yes. He um I like that we claimed him. Yeah, he's ours. Hey, he gave us an episode suggestion, so yeah. that's true. So he's you're ours. damn right he's ours. Till the day we die. But uh, yeah, I really, really, really liked Unstoppable way more than I think I should have. And I was kind of excited about this anyway. And I like trains and explosions. Trains are pretty cool. Explosions are even cooler. Yes. Trains plus explosions. Amazing. Yeah, yeah that's definitely on my list to see. Uh, you need to see probably even more. My number three, True Grit. Mm. True Grit? Yeah, you, man, I'm, they, yeah, th- that is my number one as far as this year I need to see this movie. Yeah. Before the, you know, and, and I feel, the, I feel bad before able, the weekend is out. Yeah. You need I, to see I actually, movie. I think I will be seeing it this weekend. Um, I promised my girlfriend I would see it with her cause she's a big old West fan and nice. I couldn't, I couldn't do it to her and go see it with you guys. And then you could mm-hmm. just pretended you didn't go see mm-hmm. it now that <laughs> I, I am now advocating not, dishonesty. Uh, no, I'm not big. I'm not good at lying. So oh. I'm not big on it either. Okay. Probably because I'm not good at it, hmm. you know? But yeah, that's too fitting then. We, we can true teach grit. you how I'm, to lie. I'm dying to see True Grit, so this is the first I've actually gotten to talk to either of you guys about it. So Okay, well, here's my thought about that. Uh, you were asking me about Natalie Portman and Black Swan. The only person, from what I've seen, that can give her a run for her money is Haley Steinfeld, 
She is just and isn't that girl only like fourteen? Yes, yeah, she's wonderful. Nails it, and um, just as good. And my clear, uh, of far and away, not having seen one hundred twenty-seven hours because apparently James Franco is amazing in that. But Jeff Bridges is in my mind going to win a back-to-back Oscar, without a doubt. Really? Yes. For Tron Rooster Legacy. Cockburn. Yes. Yes, for Rooster Cockburn. That is the dog. Oh, <laughs> it is a great name. Like it's, and it's it, from the book. I mean, that was yeah. John Wayne's name in the original. So mm-hmm. it's, yes. I mean, it's from the book. It's not like yeah, right. Ruben. But that's such a Cohen name anyway, though. Yeah, oh, yeah. But um, yeah. And this movie has definitely got some really nice Cohen touches. Mm-hmm. So I think that uh, not only is he going to win the Oscar and win back to back Oscars, but I believe, unless someone can correct me out there in listener land, I think it's the only time somebody's if he does win will win an Oscar for the same role that somebody else has won an Oscar for in the same story. Because, I mean, I know Brando, De Niro, both won for Don Don Corleone, but they were different stories, sequel, Mm -hmm. different age. This is the exact same story, more or less, and John Wayne won, and I I believe he's going to win again. I I think he's just that damn good. Yeah. And this movie is amazing. It's absolutely beautiful. I mean, just... I, I love that palette. It's It's... Not quite as dramatic a color shift as like Oh Brother Where Art Thou to that to the to the that time period mm-hmm. palette, but it's pretty close and it's yeah. just it's a limited, very yeah. very limited, but but it's a uh, it's it's fantastic. It deserves every bit of praise that it's been giving, and you know this is God, the one. Just, this, is, this is the one that shook up my top five big time. Can we just pause the podcast so I can go to the <laughs> theater, watch it, and then come back? Yeah. So. God. I wouldn't begrudge you for doing that. Yeah, no, it is. I would go with you because it's it's yeah. it's snappy, amazing dialogue. It's mm-hmm. I no, yeah. I what what do we call? What are we calling that? Uh, we came up with a name for it, like faux fancy. Uh, oh God, um, country fancy. <laughs> country fans. Yeah, it's kind of like country fans. Oh, I can't remember. Yeah, what had, we... You, we had a good name for it, but this this fancy this way of fancy speaking when. Um, you're kind of pseudo fancy country speak pseudo fancy country speak because it's like you're you're dealing with no contractions who, you're, you're dealing with people who are kind of uneducated but not terribly so i mean not as bad as other times in period in, in history they may not know how to read but they know how to speak sure that, that's that's fair for most people yeah mm-hmm. but they, they they ain't got many fancy words but they feel the need to uh try to be eloquent as, as best as they possibly can mm-hmm. and it's it's just it's just dripping with that. I just I I could listen to that all day. Yeah, <laughs> kind of the oh, like the Oh Brother Where Art Thou yes. speech mm-hmm. patterns. The Firefly has it. Oh Brother Where Art Thou. Yeah, I just I could listen to that shit all day. Yeah, I I wish I could talk like that. <laughs> you can. I notice like they don't use any contractions in the entire movie. And if yeah. anybody out there in listener land happens to know, like if that was the style of speech at the time or what, or if maybe that's just a. a a particular styling for this movie, but they don't use a single fucking contraction. They're like data from Star Trek. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> I couldn't cool. resist. Yeah. It deals with contractions. Yeah. No, so I mean, far and away, number three. Nice. With a bullet from nowhere from last week where it wasn't <laughs> even in. Awesome. All right. My number three was the social network. Ooh. The movie I was very high on coming out of it and I can't wait to watch it again. And BJ and I kind of had a debate this week about we, we did pretty, about whether or not the Facebook thing was the reason for its success. No, and it eventually ended up being I don't care if it was or not because it's, <laughs> because it's a damn good movie. 
Yeah, actually, with some really good performances. I in meant it. to put a star by that. That that deserves an honorable mention for me. I mean, it's. Uh, yeah. yeah, I don't think I'm quite yeah, as I mean, high it's on you not, as as you yeah, were. But and yeah. and the thing is, it's a Fincher movie, but it's not really a Fincher movie. There's very few Fincher touches, other than the you know the rowing the crew scene when they when the two twins travel to uh to England. Is that a Fincher thing that he has to include include a crew scene or? Well, no, just like some fancy type of camera work. There's, oh, okay. there's always something in his movies that you're just like, Jesus Christ, how'd they do that? You know, that sort of thing. And it's not really like that, but it's a very stylized sequence. And otherwise, I mean, he plays it really straight throughout the rest of the movie. Yeah. And Jesse Eisenberg is so fucking good in that movie. Mm-hmm. Like he is just, he, he plays it perfectly in that it's like, it's not like the guy is socially inept. It's that he just doesn't give a shit. And I think he walks that line very, very well. And I don't know. It's just, it's just a really, a really good story. And it doesn't matter where it, what its Genesis was. Cause the Facebook is really kind of the MacGuffin of the movie. It's kind of like, cause it really doesn't really show up on screen all that much. I mean, there's a couple shots of them looking over people's shoulders, looking at pages or whatever, but for the most part, it's just kind of, yeah. It's you a, know, it's the it's a widget that they're fighting over. You know, it's not really <laughs> anything that matters. Spacely sprockets. Mm-hmm. It's just an idea, and and I think they handle very well the whole the whole debate of well, isn't Facebook just wasn't it just a copycat of MySpace, which it kind of was, but all the differences in the way that they handled themselves in you know advertising and promoting it and everything that really comes to light through this movie, and I just. I really, really, really enjoyed it, and it's just got such a great cast. And I'm still amazed that there was only one of the twins. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> there was only one dude because I could have sworn. You know, I was like, "It's like, man, how did they find those two guys that are that good?" And they didn't. <laughs> they just made him magic, movie magic, friends. Magic. But yeah, I I'm yeah. really big on the social network, and I'll be interested to see how it does in the Oscar season. Yeah. Well, I have this to say about that. I honestly think that pre-early even announcements, I think Social Network is going to win Best Picture. But I think Christopher Nolan needs to win Best Director. I don't think yeah. they, I need, think they need to get off this whatever wins Best Picture gets Best Director because yeah. it's not the same. I really, I really hope Fincher does not win it for this one because yeah. this is not his best work right. in my opinion. No, I just think that like the Social Network seems like Oscar bait. It's just all around really good. It's acting, it's writing, it's partially directing but it's just everything about it you know but it's not it's not it's direction but i think it'll win best picture mm-hmm. well we can go over that in yeah, our yeah, yeah. cast oscar preview coming yeah. up soon as soon as they announce, make the announcements sooner yes. or later sooner or later but moving on number two number two, number two. <laughs> from out of nowhere yes is this a dream bj am it, i dreaming I, that you just made that your number two i don't know i have to find Hang on. Yeah. <laughs> no, it is not. <laughs> is that your, your, that Zippo, is your token? Your Zippo lighter is your totem? <laughs> yeah. Your totem. <laughs> awesome. No, it is not. I am this so glad you liked this movie. I know you are. I, 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 felt I, I like, was like, it's Christopher Nolan. BJ is just, there's something that he's going to latch onto that he hates. And he's going to follow that thread and just hate it. <laughs> and that was how I thought this would go down. And there's nothing like... I honestly like really gave it my best effort to not let any sort of bias or any sort of previous Christopher Nolan preconceptions or 
oversaturation of Leonardo DiCaprio in movie trailers. I tried to not let any of that cloud my judgment. And I'm kind of glad in retrospect that I saw this movie as far away from its actual release as I did. Okay. Because mm-hmm. I was tired of the trailers, tired of the noise. You well, know, you were tired of the back to back. I mean, the, yeah. the bevy of shutter Island then followed by the bevy of inception. Trailers. Exactly. <laughs> and that real, that really annoyed me. Yeah. And so I'm glad I'm far away from it because it is a really good movie. It is, you know, it is, it's my number two. So obviously, you know, whether, whether or not you regard my opinion as good or bad or stupid or intelligent or what, um, you know, it, it, it ranks up there. It's a very similar theme to plenty of other movies, but it delivers very well on it. Um, I thought they, they took that, what is reality and did a good job of putting a new feel to it. Um, acted well, what's her name? Uh, Ellen Page. I was pretty surprised that she could turn in a, a as good a performance as she did. Um, a, a non-Juno-y performance. Exactly. Yeah. Not a snarky, snappy, quick wit, little, you know, little firecracker girl <laughs> type of thing. Mm-hmm. She actually is just... The whippersnapper. Yeah, she's just a character. Well, she she's a really good cipher for the audience in that movie. She is. In that everything has to be explained to her. Right. So everything gets explained to you. Exactly. And that can usually be a very thankless role in most movies, yeah. but she really added a lot to it. And She did. And um, I saw this with, uh, with our Asian correspondent last night because I couldn't get my dad to sit down and, and watch it. He wanted... <laughs> in his defense... Last night he watched The Expendables, so okay. my dad is manning up big time. Yeah, um, since mom came home, it's all it's you just all great. totally redeemed him. Yeah. <laughs> my dad has been on a redemption kick. Yeah, he so. damn well better have loved Expendables. <laughs> I haven't had a down. chance to talk oh, okay, to him yet, okay. but um, but yeah, I I really really liked this movie. Um, Joseph Gordon Levitt is continuing to prove that he's not just that kid from Third Rock from the Sun. Yeah, he, he's officially way past that point. Yeah, I think the um, only thing that damaged him at all was the Cobra Commander thing. Yeah, no, <laughs> but money. Yes, <laughs> you know everybody's got to do a money flick mm-hmm. uh, from time to time. But um, Leonardo DiCaprio, pretty damn good. Um, I can see that he's really, you know, he's really into his craft at this point in his mm-hmm. career. Marion um, Cotillard, Marion Cotillard. Cotillard, uh, sorry. Yeah, I don't know how you pronounce it. Lombard. Yeah, she didn't have a really <laughs> big, big, big. No, but part in this movie, she but nails it. She doesn't yeah, show she up doesn't, often, but yeah. when she does, it, it's strong. It matters. It's very mm-hmm. strong. Um, so, yeah, all, all around really good movie. Really glad that I actually did see it. Um, not as mind blown as some people are, um, because I've run this thought experiment through my head probably millions upon millions of times. That whole "what is reality" or "is this all a dream" sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but still, you know, made me think a little bit. And I really, 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 really like the very last scene in that movie. Like the last, the last shot yeah. is great. Is just the best way they get in that movie. Mm-hmm. So really high marks for me. Uh, good job, awesome. Christopher Nolan. Totally redeemed yourself. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> nice. Okay. Number two. That's what we're doing? Well, yeah, I yep. can do my this. number two because it's the same movie. Oh. Inception. Really? 
Yes. Okay. Wow. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for having that queued up. <laughs> BJ just jumped out of his seat. That's amazing. But no, it's every, everything BJ said. And the thing I like about this movie is it sets its set of rules and it sticks to them. Other than the one case that I kind of could argue with people when the van flips. But, uh, but I know. Okay. Totally yeah. flipping the script here. Yeah. BJ's looking at my list and going, wait. And I did that specifically in case anyone peeked at it. Oh. <laughs> so yeah. you're a sneaky bastard. Sneaky. Yeah. So now he you knows my number one. But anyway, bastard. but yeah, but no. Um, with Inception, it's one of those movies, a lot like The Matrix, where it's such a good idea that you could see tons of stories set in that universe. Oh, yeah. And you don't need those main characters to have them. And that, to me, gotcha, is the yeah. sign of a really well-built world where it's not necessarily, you know, like, if Indiana Jones is gone, you don't necessarily have, an, you know, a good movie to go to, you know? Right. If you're missing that main character in so many movies, it doesn't, you know, the world doesn't matter anymore, kind of. Right. But with this one, I mean, and not um, that's not a knock on all the characters in the movie because, you know, Tom Hardy's awesome, Dorson, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's mm-hmm. awesome. You know, and the whole cast is... Tom Bergeron, or- yeah. I love that it took me halfway through the movie to figure out that that was Tom Berenger. Really? I don't know why. Like, I was watching the movie. I think just because like, I have not seen hey, look, him. Tom Berenger. I think it's because I have not seen him in so damn long. Yeah. It's kind of like Bruce Boxleitner in, uh, <laughs> in yeah. Tron Legacy, if you didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I thought that was like Michael Douglas. <laughs> yeah. Some, they couldn't get Michael Douglas, so Michael, they got this guy instead. Michael Wait. Douglas's dad. But no, Inception is a really solid movie with, like you said, just a terrific ending. But I I just, I also love that it has, it has four storylines going on at once, pretty much at the end of the movie. Mm -hmm. And you know where you are at all times. You can immediately, when it jumps to one, it just, you know, and that's just a terrific use of color palettes, a terrific use of just angles and settings. So, you know, immediately where you are at any given time. Yeah. That was, um, and, you know, how they, they managed to, like you said, make everything synchronize and keep you keep you from getting lost between those four four separate levels. I thought that was that was really well done. So, and like you guys said, that the hallway fight scene, awesome. Yeah. yeah God, really, that's really so cool. good. The, the one thing that I have to know, the zero gravity scene. Was that a practical effect? Or, like, how did... I, you I, mean, like, the elevator shaft and stuff? Previous to the elevator shaft, yeah. Okay. Like, I, I have I'm no idea. i sure they did that with the wires and shit. Okay. Yeah. yeah, wow. Really, really well done. Yeah, I mean, I, I know the fight was fight scene was the big gimbal whole yeah. set that spun. Yeah. That was, that's how they, that's that how they got them to slam against walls and floors and everything yeah. so realistically because they were really slamming against walls right. and floors. Yeah, that was, I was, like, the camera work and the actual moving of the, the synchronization of the camera work and the, that's just really, really good. Okay. Yeah. Uh, my number two. Um, Scott Pilgrim versus the world. That's my number two. Um, mm-hmm. All the reasons I've said before, I just, it, it almost amazes me that that movie got made. Uh, it's a hell of a shame that it's not more popular than it is. And it just, every time I watch it, I just find something new to love about that movie. 
the pacing is maniacal. It's it's ins- mm-hmm. it's kind of insane, but and but I, I just I, I just love it. I mean, the opening the opening probably ten minutes of that movie are is some of the best opening of a movie I've just ever seen. The way it just throws you right into that universe and says, you know what, this is a crazy universe. Uh, get used to it because it's gonna ex- it's gonna exist for an hour and forty minutes or so. So, but yeah, I just I I love that movie. It's just just out of my top spot, but I one of my favorites of the year. Well, awesome. I'm going to go ahead and give my number one <laughs> I, I, just you, to follow that up. You just kind of blew my mind, sir. I, <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, my number one. And this changed this week, by the way, but Scott Pilgrim versus the world is my number one movie <laughs> of the year. <laughs> I, I'm surprised. This, yeah. They, the thing about this movie is there was a high degree of me, like before it started, of I could have turned on that thing at any second. And from the 8-bit Universal logo with the chiptune fanfare to the way they introduce the characters with little black boxes that give ratings for everybody and their ages. <laughs> and, you know, and they just like, and they have the whole, you know, introduction where he starts talking about his new girlfriend named Knives, who Knives Chow is like one of my favorite characters of the year, by the way. He's amazing. That character is fucking awesome. But then they, you know, they, the whole, they start jamming out to this one song for the title credits, which is, I fucking love that song now too. Yeah. And then, but the time, but the point I knew where it had me was after he first sees Ramona in the library and they do this editing trick where, and it's so, it's one of those things that it's like such fucking genius. The way they do it is, you know, that he's obviously just completely obsessed with this girl and they'll have, they'll just jump from scene to scene. And I think you talked about this in when we first did the podcast where someone will ask him a question and then all of a sudden he'll answer in a different scene. And then all of a sudden the next question in response to that is a different scene from that. And like the span of, you know, three days elapses in the span of like 45 seconds. And it almost seems like one scene practically without any cut where it jumps from, okay, they're at the library. Okay. They're at band practice. Okay. They're walking to the party. Yeah. And like, all of a sudden like they're in the be, party. Like people will be walking in a group. They'll like walk by the camera and then like it, they're wearing like different clothing or it's nighttime or something. And they're walking into whatever they were just talking about going to. Oh, yeah. And it's great because they put it in his head where nothing matters to him at that point, except finding that girl again. And it's such a genius way of doing it. And once that happened, I was like, okay, I'm in, I knew I was in for the rest of the goddamn movie. Yep. And God, and, and that's the thing is when I, Movies I really, really, really love always show me something that I just have not seen before. And this movie feels like every five damn minutes, there's something new that I have not seen before that it's throwing at me. And I can understand why people, why, you know, why a lot of the older critics just hated this movie. And, you know, and I can completely understand that, but God, I just, there's something about it that just clicked with me. You know, and it's it's rare that a movie clicks as much as this one did. But I basically I watched it two times in three days. <laughs> so nice. that should tell you I was ready to watch it with a damn commentary right like immediately after the, the movie ended. But I just I love that really Scott Pilgrim is kind of a dick. Mm-hmm. Like you should not be rooting for him, but you just can't help it. And and that's another of the movie's biggest strengths is. I hate Michael Sarah. I hate him. And yet I loved this movie in spite of him. 
And I think it's because everyone else in the movie seems to hate Michael Sarah. <laughs> like everyone, yeah. everyone else in the movie and they all pick on him. They all just, you know, there's kind of a point where you're like, why does, why is she even interested in him? And they do it kind of super fast. And I don't know if that's how the comic is or yeah. what. I keep, I keep having that in my cart to pick up the whole run of the comic, mm-hmm. but it just hasn't happened yet. So. Yeah. But I mean, the, the funny thing is like the first time I saw it, I'm like, it, the way it plays out where she actually kind of starts seeing him to me didn't feel right. It felt too quick. But once you have the whole story, you kind of see why she ended up with him because it's kind of like, okay, she's been, you know, she's dated assholes her entire life, which as you get to meet all of them later on, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, but you know, she's been dating assholes her life and here's like the one nice guy that's ever really shown an interest in her. It seems like. And so it kind of, it's kind of, it's more like circumstance. It's not necessarily him. It's kind of that archetype that he represents. Cause I think there's so much universal stuff in this movie. It's like, you know, it's kind of like everyone, everyone at some point has been the Scott Pilgrim in a relationship and everyone at some point has been the Ramona in a relationship. And at some point everyone's been the knives in a relationship. And it's kind of, it's one of those movies where there's always, there's so much universal stuff that's going on in it that I think it, I don't know. I mean, maybe it's just me, but it's, it tapped into a lot of, you know, a lot of stuff that in my life that I can appreciate and God, just chock full of awesome characters. I mean, like I, I, I can't think of anybody I didn't like. Kieran Culkin was awesome in it. His, you know, as his gay roommate, even that girl, Julie, who like, it's funny because I think the acting that she gives is intentionally terrible. Mm-hmm. Oh, you mean Aubrey, Aubrey Plaza? She's the one that works in, like works everywhere. The one with the glasses, yeah, yeah that works everywhere. Like, like hers is, it's intentionally bad, but it works. And same with some of the cheesy lines that come later on in the movie after like he ends the fights. This is like, this is Edgar Wright writing this. So, you know, it's intentionally terrible. It's not like he would write something this terrible <laughs> to put it in there. So, I don't know. I just, I, it's one of those movies that I'm, I love so much that I find almost hard to, get coherent thoughts about it <laughs> yeah. to put together and throw out. But, uh, but yeah, Edgar Wright basically has a pass for life at this point. I mean, he was already pretty close after Sean of the day, I but I was going to say, I have no fault to give him anyway. Yeah. I mean, but, but I mean, it, like, for me, for me, for me with, at, at this point, he's going to have to do something with Shyamalan proportions to, <laughs> to lose that pass. Yeah. Yeah. And I, after watching the alternate ending on the DVD, I am so glad they went with the ending that they did. That's actually in the movie. Cause that was probably my favorite ending of any movie this year, even above inception. Okay. So, yeah. But I love it. I could hit it again, but <laughs> now you I, made, I made my point. Yeah. All right, BJ. Let's hear your number one movie. Number the year. One. Now that I've rambled for 20 minutes about Scott yeah. Pilgrim, um, which I, you need to see. Yeah, I need to see it. Um, however, among the movies I have seen this year, all 21 of them. Um, True Grit takes my number one. Wow. As if you couldn't count it from uh, from the movies that you guys know I've seen. Mm-hmm. Um, damn. I As much as I loved the other movies, this is one of those, like, I don't often seek out and like westerns, but I really, really like them when they're done like this, when they're done as well as this. Um, the Coens, you know, obviously do an awesome job. And it was everything, kind of everything I expected out of this movie. And then 
a whole lot more on top of that. Mm-hmm. You know, I expected a little bit of, you know, a little bit of comedy, expected, you know, good pacing, good acting, but it was all just great. Mm-hmm. Everything about this movie, I think, was great. Yeah. Obviously, the story's already been told, and I've, you know, I saw the original years and years ago, and I think it's a good thing that I haven't seen the original recently, because I can't compare these two. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll see the original, you know, sooner or later, uh, probably, probably pretty soon, as soon as I can get my hands on a DVD of it. But, man, Jeff Bridges just kills destroys annihilates this part in all the best ways yeah his attitude his mannerisms his walk the way his facial movements everything is just killer and um what's her name the the girl Haley steinfeld Haley steinfeld is billed like 12th or something well she's got she's got the like and credit yeah you know the like very last which is actually uh, kind of a it's still a honorable spot i mean it's like if you have the very last credit with the and or with you know that's right. still kind of like a top billing but not it's, yeah it's weird but i mean it's after everybody yeah. else who has way smaller oh, I know. parts I know, I know she is on the screen more than any other character yeah, yeah. and she's billed last um but it's also but, it's but also nobody would it's have all, yeah, gone it's to also recognizability you know right heard of her before right um mm-hmm. but man she she does all the right things kids in acting should do, which are not scream at the screen. Yeah. Well, I mean, she's not, <laughs> it's not like she's under 10. No, she's that's, not. That's a, generally a, you know, under 10 age yeah. problem thing. And she's, she's 14. Yeah, she's 14. We said. She was, she was probably under 13 when she made the movie just because of the way production cycles work, but you know, whatever. Yeah. She's, she's mm-hmm. young actress. Young. Yes. But I mean, she's, she's 14 or 13. She's a kid. Right. Um, but incredibly poised for for her age and i don't know where they found her but they need to go find some more of them um (laughs) don't work like that son shit uh you find football players wherever you find football players i guess um next to the power lines yes (laughs) um and josh brolin was only in the movie for like 10 minutes maybe 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 10 minutes of screen time it was great absolutely great job um barry pepper on almost unrecognizable to me barry pepper which is a good thing um yeah (laughs) um your least favorite barry pepper (laughs) well no no he's not my least favorite he's just kind of up there of all the barry peppers yeah he's quite possibly (laughs) your least favorite favorite pepper (laughs) he's my most favorite you like dr pepper better i I like my peppers to be well studied right have at least six years of schooling Mm -hmm. and a a residency at least a bachelor's degree um but no, Barry Pepper really does does a pretty fantastic job as well. Um, I really don't know if I could find any fault with this movie, and that's why mm-hmm. it makes my number one. Nice. Um, the, God, I need to see the the damn color movie. palette is perfect for the time. The like we said, we love the the pseudo fancy country speak. <laughs> yes. Um, I could I could literally listen to that all day. It's a beautiful night. film, even mm-hmm. though. It seemed like there was a bad splice or something in the yeah, in the just, film. That was just the theater did that. Yeah, I'd like to see this on on digital on a big fucking digital screen, so that I could really one day see, I will yeah, <laughs> so that I can really see how good this good this movie actually looks. But um, ah. it's it's sad when you almost need to wait for the Blu-ray to get the proper experience. You exactly, know what I'm yeah, it's like that's really sad. Yeah, it's disappointing because the the theater. I mean, just 
Eh, it's just not as not a good copy, I guess. No, it's just like I said. It's how they when you have actual film splices, you still got to splice the reels together and right. So you got somebody that doesn't know what they're doing. You know. Yep. Like the guy that worked at the theater that we went to. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like I said, I just couldn't. I, I don't think I can find fault with the movie, and so it makes my number one. Awesome. Hoorah. Um, this is going to be a little anticlimactic, but my number one is Inception. Wow. We've talked about it plenty. I don't feel the need to add anything else. Yeah. Everything that's been said about it is why it's my number one. Fair so, enough. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. anticlimactic after all that talk, but yeah, well, Inception yeah. is my number one. Has been, will be. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, if it would be my number one if I hadn't watched Scott Pilgrim. Yeah, I know that's that's a bit of a shocker to me. Uh, from nowhere to did you really think one. I was going to hate it that much? No, I didn't think you were going to hate it. I just didn't know it was going to jump to your favorite movie of the year. I mean, yes. Yeah. Big jump. Yeah, it's just, it's weird, but I'm almost glad that movie failed at the box office because I think it's going to have a better chance of, you know, it seems like movies, a lot of times, the ones that have really fervent followings now found all their followers on DVD slash VHS slash whatever. Sure. You know, they like office space. Yeah. yeah. Like well, that. and things like Fight Club too. I mean, yeah. Fight Club was a miserable failure in the box office, but pretty much everyone our age is a big fan of that movie pretty, you know, and the vast majority of them saw it on home video. And it's, this is one of those where I'd hope, you know, one person watches it and says, okay, tells their friend, you need to see this. You need to and check this out. Two friends. Yeah. You know, that kind of thing where kind of, you know, and I hope that it gets that kind of, that kind of recognition from people. Yeah. Well, I, th- I think it, cause I think it kind of does. It's so completely original. It's also like, unfortunate because the target audience is the people that know how to steal movies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then does without really any, you know, conscience whatsoever. Yeah, no remorse about yeah. it, but I don't know. It's one of those where it's almost like I, I just, I want as many people to see this as they can, even if they hate it. Cause I know there'll be plenty of people that oh, hate sure. this movie. Oh yeah. It is not. Cause anything that's got, that's this original vision and this much focus is going to, just like backlash. Inception. Inception has had a ginormous amount of backlash to it. So, and I, and I, I don't, guess I just said ginormous. I'm sorry. I'm not offended by ginormous. Uh, I, that I one am. Doesn't oh, like sorry. It. Yeah. If I had said nuclear, yes, yeah. then you would and, be and a that's, fucker. That's the problem with you know stuff like Inception is so many. When so many people have said it, and so many people have said it's good, it's going to end up. There's got to be that that vocal small segment that says no, it sucks. Mm-hmm. You know, and they're just going to find the faults with it. And that's what they're going to hammer on rather than trying to just enjoy the experience. Yeah. You know, because it's like just because something's popular doesn't mean that it's dumbed down or bad, which, you know, Inception certainly isn't dumbed down. And no. Certainly isn't bad. Yeah. You know, but there's certain I don't think people it's who particularly just, smarted up, but. No, uh, I, it's I don't. more than your average movie. I mean, your average big. It is, you know. but I don't think it's as deep as everyone has made it out to be. No, not, or, not no. everyone, but a lot of people have made it out to be. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's, it's not just like a, the mind bender of movies. Yeah. I mean, it's a, just a damn good, well acted action slash everything movie. I mean, there's so much stuff thrown into inception. I think that's why it works. Oh, is it comedy? Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> never yeah. ending comedy in that movie. Yeah. I mean, it's just a solid movie. So good. Oh. So consensus number one, I think it's got to be Inception. I mean, twos and ones, and yeah. you know, you're not having seen Scott Pilgrim. I mean, that's the only one we have to play around with here. Uh, yeah, I mean, and me not seeing True, True Grit. Either, yeah, I right? mean, that's that's that. It's kind of the de facto winner. Yeah. <laughs> at least at this point, we're not. You know, we're not looking at it going really. 
Is that the only one that we all picked? Because that's because what we'll say when we first did it, Expendables kind of came up. What's the only thing we all seen that was in our yeah? It kind of it kind of came up high on everyone's lists, and we're like that. But no, there are better movies this year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and at least with this, I think it's a better. It is a better movie. I mean, yeah. And well, with this, I, any three of those, you know, not having seen True Grit, but just based on your opinion well, and, and the, the past, the past of everyone involved. <laughs> and 20 I know plus that years of Cohen's. I'm not going to walk in and suddenly yeah. hate that movie, but you know, at this point I wouldn't be disappointed if any of them, yeah. you know, but I don't know. I just, I, when I think back about this year and maybe it's just being too close to seeing Scott Pilgrim, I think that's the movie I'm going to end up loving and cherishing the most out of all of them. Okay. You know, not to bring up fight club again, but it's kind of like, Kind of like with 99, there were a lot of good movies that came out in 99, but Fight Club's always the one that I gravitate back towards. Yeah. And it's kind of, I see that same thing happening with Scott Pilgrim for me, but. I think you referenced. You know, Inception to the Matrix is a pretty good comparison anyway. You know what? I'll take take that. Yeah. I'll take that any day. It's, well, I mean, it, and it actually, (laughs) it actually is like the Matrix trilogy kind of all crammed into one movie mm-hmm. and and better <laughs> and and sort of distilled yeah yeah you know it's a similar it's a very similar idea like the whole like I, I was talking to the to our asian correspondent last night you know it's a lot of that what is reality sort of thing mm-hmm. it's been done tons of times but um probably not better than this mm-hmm. so far and on a on a certain on a side note to that i just want to note I appreciate how much better Christopher Nolan has gotten at fight scenes with this movie. They're a lot better. Like if if you watch Batman Begins Less and then choppy. watch and yeah, and then you watch Inception, yeah. there's a world of difference. Oh, let's not yeah. go there. <laughs> you, even you can admit the action I scenes understand. in Batman Begins. Mm. I know they're supposed to be, yes. but I don't know. Well, you say they're supposed to. Be, I say they're supposed to be. I say I say that was 100 percent intentional to make them hard to follow. But oh goody, because yeah. we don't want to see what's going on in fight scenes. Yeah. But no, the fight scenes were really, really. Mm-hmm. You you could tell what the fuck was going on in these movies. Yeah, in this movie and fight scenes, Scott Pilgrim. The fight scenes in that movie are so fucking good, mm-hmm. and they're all unique too. That's God. All ta- all of our top three, you know, movies pretty much have really good fight scenes here. Yeah. <laughs> um, before we like before we wrap this up, I feel bad that I failed to include Matt Damon in a mention of true grit. Yeah. He's kind of, he's kind of the, cause he, he plays kind of the wild card. He's the one I didn't expect much of out of this in, in this movie. Yeah. And I, I don't know if it's telling that we forgot to mention him. Um, but let's see. No, I mean, I think, I think he did good. I I think compared to the other people, he, he didn't stand out as much. He's really good. Don't get me wrong. And his character is kind of, I don't know. It's integral to the story, obviously, but he he does play the guy that you're not really supposed to like. Sure. So, but see, to me, Matt Damon is like one of those people. Like, I feel like uh, several years ago, people he's not need, at his best. Well, no, no. I just, I, I just need. Uh, several years ago, people felt like, oh, I actually really like Leonardo DiCaprio in that movie. Like, they felt like they had to justify that. Oh, well, I don't normally like this guy, but he he right. was good in this. And I think now yeah. we've come to the point where it's like, yeah, you know what, Leonardo DiCaprio is a good actor. He's generally in good movies. You know, right. I've never felt that Titanic, I've, I've never felt one. the need to like, you know, justify thinking Matt Damon's a decent actor. You know, he's never I mean, he's been in everyone's been in shit, you know. Right. But I mean, I've, I've never like, 
Oh, I never was. I was never on the like. Let's not knock Matt Damon train. You know. No, I've but I've never hated Matt Damon. Yeah. I yeah, just I'm I did not in the same boat compared there. with everyone else in that movie. I didn't expect much out of. Okay. Him. Yeah. And that's that's a good good way to feel. I mean, because he doesn't turn in a best supporting actor no, performance. No. He's just really competent. He was well cast for that part, though. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, it, anyway. it, it works. His character works very well, and it. And I I just wanted to bring that up because he yeah, is in the movie and sure. he's like second build or something like that. He's pretty um, integral to the story. Yeah. But um, and he turns in a good performance. I just didn't didn't mention him. So I yeah, fair enough. Wanted to throw that out there because I know that he listens and he would feel bad. Yes, if I didn't. Mention sorry, him. Maddie. Sorry, Matt. Yep. Go socks. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, yeah. I, I mean, if we want to do it mathematically, Inception's got the best yeah. aggregate out of all of us. Okay, and yeah. I, I mean, I, I really wish I had seen Scott Pilgrim. I that. really wish BJ had seen Scott Pilgrim so we could really yeah. do an apples to oranges. Apples well, to apples. apples. Yeah, apples to apples. Because right now it's it's sort of apples to oranges. It's like apples to... Kumquats. It's like red apples to green apples right now. Yeah. It's close. There you go. But, but no, but I, I don't know. With Inception, I think even if BJ had seen Scott Pilgrim and I had seen True Grit, I get the feeling we'd still probably be picking Inception. Yeah. Well, because you're number two. Well, see, we all have different ones. Uh, you put God, yeah. We're, I we're, picked True Grit for number one. You picked yeah Inception. But he and, and I both had picked Inception for two. Yeah, yeah. But I'm saying, like, I, I don't know. I guess, so I guess it would really, it really boils down to you. Where if you would put, if you would knock Inception or Scott Pilgrim out of your one or two spot for True Grit, right? That's yeah. the only way it could happen. Yeah. Otherwise, it's, well, I mean, if if or you knock, yeah, if True, if but Scott I don't think Pilgrim knocks. You know, true Grid yeah. out of number three. <laughs> no, we'll have to no, yeah, probably would, have to knock Inception out of number two because I don't. Oh, that's right. Because I don't see you yeah. putting it higher than True Grit. You really, really, really like that. So. Yeah, yeah. More than the Train movie. Yeah. So <laughs> man, there you go. Yeah, it, it's a glowing review from me. So I really think all three of those movies. Are, I, think yeah. we, I think all what what we're trying to say is all three of those movies are absolutely fantastic. Um, yes. They're, they mm-hmm. all are like, you know, there's no loser here, but the Golden Jocks, I believe, for 2010 goes to Inception. <laughs> Sorry to all those those people who don't uh, who don't like the popular things out there, but yeah, them's the breaks, kids. Don't like it. Fuck yeah. off. Yeah. And I don't mind making a making the safe pick like that. As some no. people would put it. Yeah. Because, I mean, that, that movie's good. There's Well, maybe we'll get a really good uh, reality questioning movie for 2011, too, and we can just continue a trend. It's Moon. Yeah. 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 There you Kinda, go. Yeah. yeah. The Banff cast, where we ask the question, what is reality? <laughs> so, what? I don't know. Oh. So, next year, um, we'll have Christopher Nolan on the podcast to accept his Golden Jocks Award yep. mm-hmm. once yep. we actually create the physical award to, if my, to if my phone wasn't dead right now i'd just give him a quick call yeah yeah but, you know it's on the charger he lost his phone and i don't have his new number yet do you oh, have it? oh um no oh okay all right yeah i hate when that happens i'll have to man chrissy is always losing his phone i know man, come on i don't get it i don't know i'll have to ask leo for his number whenever leo We'll call little Tom Hardy and say he's got yeah. it. Who, you want to call his dick? <laughs> yeah, actually, uh, Mackie's good friends with Tom Hardy's dick. Okay. I hate you. They went to college together. I hate you. Yeah. So, Inception, a damn good movie. Yep. But most of you knew that already. Yep. 
We're just confirming it for everyone. Okay. Well, I think we've, I think we've done plenty in this half of this cast. Yeah, I think we're I think good. we have. It's a good way to wrap up the year. Should we? There's only one better way to wrap it up. Contact information. Contact information. Hey, 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 hey! What's our website, BJ? www.bmfcast.com. Except you don't need the Ws. <laughs> if you feel like putting them there, for go I for like it. saying them. Okay. I like being on the World Wide Web. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, how about our email address? BMF at bmfcast.com. That's our electronic mail. Facebook. Facebook.com slash bmfcast. Twitter. Twitter.com slash bmfcast or at bmfcast. iTunes. Search the iTunes store for Bad Movie Fiends Podcast or bmfcast. And finally, the most important thing you will ever do in 2011, the Garfield Phone Hotline. 910-5-JOCKS-BMF. 910-556-9263. Call it. Leave a voicemail. And be featured on the Bad Movie Fiends podcast. Yep. Next time. Yeah, so that's it for 2010. I'm going to have to start marking all these dates on the podcast with a different year now yeah yay it's Ooh. been a good year for good and bad movies so mm-hmm. all right yeah it's i'm looking forward I'm, 2011 should be good it should be i need to watch more movies shit man it's i good. didn't keep up with you guys that's bj well done sir thank you i, I tried I, I congratulate you you've had a good movie year thank you i've made a conscious decision a couple years ago to try to watch more movies because i was woefully behind and um, I've been getting there. And so I'm I'm actually pretty happy with my progress so far. All right. Next up, Lawrence of Arabia. What? what? We're going we're gonna to keep it. We're going to catch him up. Okay. So He's going gonna... to go through the AFI's top 100. Oh, Jesus. Oh. I haven't seen all of Lawrence of Arabia. <laughs> what? I fell asleep. Sorry. It's kind of slow. Maybe I'll make that. That may be. We'll f- tune in to the next BMF cast to find out if my New Year's resolution is to go through the AFI top 100. I, I I keep thinking <laughs> I'm going to clear that out because I I I've seen more movies than I'm not in the 100. So mm-hmm. seems like something to do. I mean, whether I'm whether about or not third I've of the way them. through, I'd say really okay. Yeah, whether or not I've seen them before, maybe more, probably around 40 or so, I'd guess. Yeah. No, I mean I think 2011 is going to be great. Most looking forward to Thor, Captain America. <laughs> Hell yeah! And whatever else comes out that's yeah, not comic book related, right. I couldn't even tell you what's coming out next year. That's all I care about. I'm just going to catch Cowboys it. and aliens. Yep. Yeah. Yep. We'll see. But all we know is we'll be there and we'll tell you what it's like. All right. Yep. Let's get the fuck out of here. Yep. Sounds good. 2010 out. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Boom. So I'm, I'm Harlow. <laughs> I'm Mackie. I'm the beach. That's Beth Castle. Boom. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four.